Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Inspired R&R's first podcast campaign, Always Sunny in Cormium. I'm going to keep this intro brief, but make sure to check out our trailer for more background into our party and the world of Vitor Daliuse. Without further ado, welcome to a world where stars fall and queens are born. Did you know that the stars tell secrets that no one will ever be able to hear except the queen? Nah, stars don't talk. The small girl scoots closer to the woman whose motherly features are caressed by the light of the moon. The girl's fingers are now knotted in a blanket of obsidian black that is littered with sapphire stitching as though made from silk from her mother's irises. The blue of her eyes entrancing. Eager for more words from her mother, words she trusts before they're even uttered. I swear, it is said the queen seeks guidance from the stars, and because she can hear all the people's wishes, she can rule with love. The wide-eyed child scoots closer to the window and places her small ear against the glass. A tender hand with a ring of amber-yellow brushes the hair back and whispers, What do you hear? Silence fills the single-roomed cottage at the center of the wood. Not even the trees, who are the best listeners after all, can hear anything. The girl leans back into her mother's inviting arms, a smile invading her rosy cheeks. Mama, I, I heard it. I swear I did. I heard it. And the woman with playfulness etched at the corner of her eyes, where the wrinkles scream of the pain she has seen, looks longingly at the girl in her arms. Mm-hmm. The stars said that you and I will be best friends forever. The woman can't help but reveal a smile from her weathered lips. Well, it looks like we have a future queen here. Just remember to always be a queen that leads with love. She kisses the small girl on the forehead who looks longingly at the night sky. The stars spackle the canvas above as a woman stands regally looking out a window that stretches the entirety of the portion of this room. She glances, almost routinely, up at the lights that float tangled in the fabric of the night sky. Um, um, your majesty. A voice infiltrates the silence. How is the view? The woman's eyes lock on the woods beyond the walls looking for something deep within their earthly embrace, allows but one tear to collapse over her lid and plummet to the floor. I was just listening, and without another word, and only the sound of her heels clicking against the tile, she turns and passes the feeble man to leave the room. Instinctually, he approaches the glass and places his own ear against the cold uncertainty the look painted on his face is all the confirmation needed of the silence, and as he turns to look after the woman, he whispers to himself, Listening to what? As though the stars were weeping, it began to rain. To start our adventure, 
rhythmic tapping of thick raindrops can be heard on the roof of the wagon as it meanders lazily toward the capital. Inside, our adventure begins with a Janasi whose gaze down at the shackles around their wrists while the acoustics of the rain is calming. Jared, will you describe your character? Yes. So my character is in a long cloak. They have a an ocarina around their neck made of a shell. Iridescent blue-ish skin um, with pointed ears and like orange coral like hair that seems like it's almost like moving as if they were underwater. They also have a a lyre as well on them. Am I our feet and um wrists chained or just wrists? Just your wrists. Okay. And you're not alone. In the wagon you sit in, across from you is a stranger whose hair looks to be knotted by the women of the woods themselves, earthy in nature that accompanies the paint that smears across her eyes that reminds you of a sunset burned. A tattoo resides in the center of her neck of a gem, large focal point of view when you interact with her she stares at you as you look up Ooh. so what'd you do probably something worse than you probably i was singing um one more time S- singing I promise I'm not bad. I was just trying to get some money. And you need money because? Because I don't have any. Is this a difficult line of questioning? I don't know what... Seems like a interesting thing to be carted off for. Especially by them, you know. I may have been attempting to influence the patrons to be a little more generous than they normally would have been. You see a small smile just creep and she looks at you and says magic. I mean, that's such a harsh word inside these walls that like I was influencing. I was inspiring the patrons of that small town. She looks down at her hands and I want you to roll a perception check. Our very first roll. Let's see how it goes. Your perception's not great. Okay. That is a natural 20. <laughs> oh my god, no it's not. Get I, out. That's I it. The campaign's over. God. Thank you all for playing. Um, no, a natural 20. Okay. So a 22. Okay. Um, you are able to notice that on her forearm is the tattoo of a dandelion. Do I know... What I what I know what that significance is. Not even a little bit. Okay. 
And she looks at it for a minute before looking up at you. What does it feel like to do magic? I don't know that I've ever been asked that question before. Um, it's like making a wish and then letting yourself have it. She looks beyond you as though looking through you. And there's a heavy silence that is palpable. If you reached out, you could touch it. And you hear her say, what would you wish for? To find my friend. My name is Phaendra. And as she introduces herself, she looks at you and says, and who do I have the pleasure? Everybody calls me Pearl. Pearl. Fascinating. And with our introduction of Pearl, we'll be back in a second. So as the cart meanders down the path to who knows, the cart leaves behind an old village, rickety in constitution, but filled to the brim with life, a place named after the constellations above, a small village called Das Undi. And it is here that a Loxodon searches for help in a place so far from home. Chandler, could you describe your character? Yeah, so standing about seven feet, ten inches tall, stocky, just a bit of a gut, hairless tattooed on his face almost cult-like with piercings uh, in his ears wearing nothing but a simple pants and a long flowing cloak more more than likely with his hood pulled up hiding most of his more distinguished features i think i think that's all i thought there was more description but he's quite a simple loxodon you find yourself in the middle of Das Undi, that dirt path beneath your feet, buildings scattered around you. What do you look for? What do you do? I think first, I look around to see who may be watching. Is this cart within view still, or has it long passed? Uh, I would say it's out of view at this point. Definitely, um, I check the tracking and like the tracks from the the wheels on the cart um, checking the place of the sun in the sky uh, almost immediately figuring out how much daylight i have left um, if i need to take off from this village um, also looking around and seeing who may be around the village anyone i may have bumped into who has not yet seen me and steered clear based on my sheer size yeah there's there's noise <clears throat> Das Undi is definitely not desolate. Um, it is quieter than some major cities. There's happenings kind of going on around you. Uh, do me a favor and roll a perception check. Guarantee he doesn't see it. Uh, that is a four plus two, so six. A six. Um, I would say with a six you catch a shift 
over between where two buildings narrowly miss each other and there's that space between them. You catch some movement from over there. I think uh, I kick into a survival slash hunting instinct uh, and almost immediately not run, not quite dive, but quickly duck for some sort of cover as I uh, lower myself closer to the ground and um, trying to figure out maybe tracking almost what this might be, trying to catch some scent of movement out of curiosities, maybe a little bit of uh, bad history's sake. Roll me a survival check. Is this based on my smell? Yeah. Luxedon advantage. Uh, 18. Okay. You get... Um... Uh, there's like this like a little bit musty kind of like sticks uh you get some berries and your trunk twitches as you also get like the smell of nervous nature like you get there's this anxiousness that's mixed in with this like earthy smell from over in that direction yeah i i definitely get out of crouch position not stand up full tall um, attack mode, but kind of slouched over uh, and start shushing in kind of like a shush. It's going to be okay. I'm not here to hurt you. Uh, as I use my trunk to pull back my dark hood, revealing my full uh, Loxodon face features, tattoo right on his forehead, um, and large ears just standing out almost as far as his shoulders. As you stand and, and fill this space that you're in, you kind of look around and notice that there are no people near you. Um, that there are people in Dasundi, but no one that seems to be in, in the spot that you're in. And there's a shift again from the space that you seem to be talking to. That middle point. Until you see a small hand reach out and touch a barrel just around that corner. And you see a figure kind of step forward. A figure with more hedgehog-like features than anything else. As the hair that bridles the back has a grayish tint to it. A nose that comes down to a coal-colored point. Eyes that are inquisitive. A line that travels across the face leans forward slowly out of the dark recess of the alley looking at you. Come here. Come here. Uh, I look around to make sure no one's watching and maybe a little too quick to trust uh, def swiftly walk over uh, in this, it, this creature's direction. As you get within range uh this individual leans forward and begins sniffing frantically at the air around you, taking in big whiffs and then leaning back into the dark recess. Who'd they take in the cart this time? Uh, I get down on a knee, like fully halving my Shh, height. Get in the dark. He's here. Get in the dark. Get in the dark. Shut up. Come on. He's here. All right. All right. I'm coming. Uh, and I try and be as like thin into good, the shadow good, as possible. Good. My name is Fez. What's yours? Ooh, Fez. 
That's a fun name. Yes, the it name's... is. I love it. It's great. What's your name? Uh, uh, the name's Bildersand. I hate that. Okay, so wh oh, what? Uh, who was put in the cart? Uh, well, a dear friend, and I think there was someone else, but I didn't recognize them. What did your friend do to get put in the cart? Uh, we were just trying to make a quick coin, you know, trying to survive. Okay. Just he music. sniffing you again. Okay, you're telling the truth. Continue. We would, we would just... The power of music was meant to enrich our lives and help us pay for dinner. At least that's what they told me. Hmm. I want you to accept the fact that your friend may be dead. And he begins to look around. Okay, uh, so we're going to make you new friends. Um, what, are Wait, you what? from Das Undi? Well, Das Undi Where is, is Wendy? And he begins looking around frantically. Wendy, oh, I haven't Wendy, met Wendy yet. We, what? I haven't met Wendy yet. You haven't seen know where Wendy. She is. You haven't seen Wendy. I need to eat something. I have an idea of where Wendy may be. Um, are you going to kill me and eat me? Uh, I'm mostly vegetarian. Takes a sniff at the air. Yes, you're telling the truth again. Um, okay. I think we need to see Wendy. Will you come with me? Uh, Builder looks around. And, uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. At, at, at the odd chance that maybe we can save your friend before they rip off their skin and wear it as a costume. Well, when you put it like that, why are we still standing here? Fantastic. And you watch as Fez leads you down this corridor to where we will come back to Builder Sand. A low-lit room as the candle flickers on the bedside table is home to a woman, Lucille, who lays in bed as the walls covered in her art gaze lovingly back at her. A figure sits beside the bed and checks the pulse of the withered wrist. Cal, can you describe your character? Um, next to her stands a human male of uh, slightly above average height. He is uh, fairly muscular. Uh, he has brown hair. He's a scar on his eyebrow. Uh, kind eyes. Um, curious in a lot of ways. Um, he currently wears his normal black cloak uh, that hides a lot of his distinguishing features. Um, and he holds a mask on his side as he uh, tends to this woman. The woman that lays before you, hair weathered by age and experience and adventure, spectacles she wears on her face, afraid she can't see without them. A scar travels across an eye that's gone milky with age. And she lays there, knowing that you're next to her. Are you here to make sure I don't die? Are there other people in the room, or is it just the two of us? Just the two. Just you. Um... What was her pulse like when I felt for it? Faint. Faint. Okay. Uh, Cal will stand, and he will look down at her, and he will place his mask back onto his face, 
and he will say, I am here to make sure you are not a trouble to others. It appears that could be a possibility. You think I would trouble others? It is in my professional opinion that there is not much I can do for you. You see as she takes a breath, it kind of comes with uh, a deflated feeling. Will it hurt? No. Is there... No. That's a silly question. Her head kind of like tilts over towards you. And she kind of like opens a hand as though inviting someone to grab her hand. Cal just stares at it and he's not entirely sure what to do. I want you to do me a favor and roll a perception check. And everyone get your pens ready, depending on this roll. Perception, you say? Yeah. That's an eight. (laughs) Put your pens down. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I think you, what you, what you, the biggest thing you notice as you kind of look at her hand are the journeys the veins take. Um, You, you just notice withered, um, definitely experienced. Um, but you also notice the room you're in and you notice the art that fills this space art that she's potentially the curator or creator of even. And there are items and objects all artistic in nature. It doesn't have to just be the drawings and the paintings that line the walls. This just seems to be a room of collections a couple jump out at you. There are some that are closely clustered near her bed, while the others seem to be around the room. And you do catch that. Of the ones that are clustered near her bed, I would say a couple of them with an eight, a couple of them you're able to look at while you look at this patient. One of them, you notice, a small figure looks to be standing in front of a burning building. Fire reflected in the eyes of that individual. Below that, a large hulking figure looks to be walking away from a burning building. Fire once again reflected in their eyes. You notice another piece of artwork that seems to be kind of angled and above. A figure clutching her chest. Swirls of black emanate around the hand. Bodies littered around her as the stars fall. you notice one more that seems to be lower and closer to the woman in the bed. 
and it's the image of a male figure standing at the edge of a wood while hundreds of eyes peer back through the abyss of trees. The figure speaks. There's a speech bubble, per se. I know you're in there. It seems in a panel next to that image, the figure steps forward, and the words change to, this was my purpose. There are a couple others that are clustered by her bed. Um, a couple others that are clustered, but you're, you're, you know, you're dealing with her talking to you about life and death and its fragility. Uh, you're navigating this, not wanting to grab her hand because Cal wouldn't typically do that. And one image catches your eye larger on the far wall away from her, much larger in size. And at the bottom of the image, it's just written the long way back. And what you see on this image, a traveler, pack, walking staff in hand, brown roughed leather boots, a pair of dark slacks, and a greenish huge jacket zipped tight. A wide-brimmed hat being held on by his left hand during a gusty windstorm. He's walking on a path out of a wooded tree line towards a mountain range. The wind gusts are preceding a full-on storm that is climbing over the mountain range, clouds covering the peaks. You can see trails have been made on the mountain, but all look dangerous. The point of view of the traveler gives the viewer a chance to see right behind the mountains where a beautiful village is waiting. Sun shining brightly as if the storm that precedes it never touched it and is simply there to interrupt the traveler's journey. I think after you've collected some of this artwork that gives you an idea of some of the produced creativeness of this individual, you look back to her. Do I recognize any of this artwork? No. Cal just kind of take in the environment and because of who he is, he'll just kind of look at her and look at her condition and he'll say, I'm prepared to do what needs to be done if you are ready. I'd rather not. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go on my own terms. Lucille always does. Although I do not understand your decision, I cannot but take it. So, in exchange, I can leave you some herbs to take to make the passing go smoothly and less painfully. But other than that, there's not much else I can do. Why is this the life you chose? To always be at people's endings? I did not choose to be at eight people's ends. I chose to help, but I cannot always do so. She blinks. And she smiles and she just lays her head back, still breathing. And she whispers, Of course you do. And we'll be back to you, Cal, as you sit next to Lucille. 
Well, life seems fleeting upstairs. In the tavern below, the world is impossibly loud. As performers adorn the stage and expertly captivate the audience in a performance befit for royalty. One who graces the stage, a small human, captivates even in her lesser role as the girl who can dance with stars. Hope, can you describe your performance for the audience? You see this girl weeping, um, looking at the stars and um, trying to make a wish as a part of the play. This space is filled with strangers to one another but seem to know each other. Hearty laughter shakes the floorboards. The music seems to dance on its own through this space. A tavern well-loved, endeared by the people who share this space. Um, Hope, as you do this performance for all in the room, um, there are people who can't help but stare. Transfixed by this elegance of what you do on stage. Um, after finishing uh, the next move you make, you hold, acknowledging it's your time to fleet from the stage. As you exit, you run into someone. As the curtain blocks your view from the audience. Backstage, you run into a woman. Tanned skin with green eyes and wild, curly black hair. And she stands there and looks at you as you exit the stage. What do you say? Hi, Esma. What now? You... Could have done better, but I think it was okay for tonight. Make sure we practice a little bit more. Money, money, remember? We don't do this for free, darling. It was okay? I would say okay at best. I think <gasps> I could have done better, and my leg doesn't work the same anymore, darling. How much coin are you going to bring in from that performance? All these people will shower me with gold. Will they? Oh, 100%. Are you hmm. kidding me? Let me well, just get rid of my, um, this appearance. And she points at what she's wearing. And it's not her usual garb. It's just like this farmer's girl's, you know, dress or whatever. And, you know, work my magic, so to speak. Let me be very clear. The little wings need the money. So go out there and get the coin or the next performance you'll be cleaning up after we're done. Are we on the same page, Hope? <sighs> uh, yes. And she will, like, push past her and kind of, like, just she, check her a little bit. <laughs> as, as you do, she kind of does a... <clears throat> which garners you to look up at her. And she goes, but don't forget, I am always so proud of you. And she winks. Love you too, bitch. And she will <laughs> turn around. <laughs> she walks away. As you're walking away, 
um, the crowd seems to be, uh, uh, there, there's mutters. Did you see her? The, the stars look so real. How much coin are you? This conversation that just seems to be circulating around what they were able to witness on stage before the door opens to reveal a hulking Goliath dressed to represent his military status. And as he enters, he is noticed. A hush falls over the entire tavern. It isn't until he takes a step toward the bar that a breath is taken and noise can once again return. Ross, I'd like you to describe your character. Um, as he walks in the bar, um, you can see that he's got like a cloak with a hood on. It's uh, a dark purple cloak lined in gold. And as he takes the hood off, um, his face um, is a dark gray, like palish uh, skin tone. Um, he's got two like uneven lines that kind of come towards his eyes and kind of work back to the back of his head. He's got a very large, full beard that's kind of like knotted at the bottom. Um, he's got um, in full, full armor um, and a shield on his back with a, a, a golden weapon at his side, um, a trident to be specific. Um, pointed down, doesn't look like he's currently feeling threatened um turns to uh the barkeep as he walks in as you approach the barkeep i there is someone flanking you uh you do not enter alone there's an individual flanking you with a similar status in build uh he has some armor he has a a, a, a gray skin tone similar and carries a weapon that is large and intimidating and as you approach the bar where the barkeep stands he says <laughs> bar where do you want me do you want me to go find her just stick close to me I don't need you running off and getting making me look bad Sure thing, boss. Sure thing. And he just kind of like steps and foot behind you as though he knows exactly where his position is to be. Um, and as you approach the bar, there is a face that is there to greet you. And this female looks at you unimpressed as though she doesn't care of your status. It is... Her eyes that seem to see right through you and her hair that seems to be in this ponytail that graces her shoulder, stocky in nature. She looks at you as you approach. She stands behind the bar and she says, well, welcome to the rising sun. What can I get you? Nothing to drink tonight. Just here on official business. Oh, Oh, you, you're the military? Is that, is that you? I, oh, I'm sorry. Welcome again to the rising sun. Don't be a dick. And she smiles. I'm interested 
to know why you think you can talk to me like this. She just leans forward because you're cute. And she turns around and grabs the glass and places it on the bar. And she goes, I, I don't actually think you're cute in case you thought that maybe I did. I, I don't. And she slides the empty glass towards you. Enjoy. Uh, he picks up the glass um, and hands it to uh, his comrade behind him. Uh, and he says, you deal with it. As he turns back um, and kind of regards the tavern and is kind of looking around. He takes the glass in his hand and he looks at it. I will shove this glass. And he begins to speak. Do you cut him off? Yes, absolutely. Before he even like starts I to will shove this. Not what I was talking up. about. Oh, oh mm. He like places it, and you can see as he places it on the bar, there are cracks up the side of it from his grip on the glass. And the woman from the behind the bar goes, ooh, are you a little angry? Does somebody need a hug? Boss, I think he needs a hug. Just give him a, give him a quick snuggle, why don't you? And she stands behind the bar, and she's like, oh, well, I best be off. There are important people here. Have a wonderful time. And she jaunts down the bar. Uh, you can see as... Uh, he's talking to the the uh, bartender. It's his face is very calm. It's very like non-responsive to her, um, as if like the back and forth wasn't bothering him. Um, and his eyes are an ice blue, but not a like a very matte colored. Nothing's really reflecting in them. Um, so um, yeah, it not didn't really get worked up from that conversation. You notice as you scan the bar, one individual walks by you and hand shaking with like a tankard, just the liquid is falling out of it. Uh, I'm thirsty. And just like walks by you, just like splashing and just like walking past you. Um, Do they make eye contact? Absolutely. And you roll me a perception check. Uh, that's a natural one, but a, natural... a four. Okay, okay. But a, um, but a four. You, you notice that the eyes are are darting between you and the man that's attached to you. Uh, the, the eyes just seem to dart. Um, and the hand shakes just as he, like, this individual makes the way past you. Yeah, I think he, he's going to let him go by. Um, not, again, not someone he's looking for, not why he's here. Yep. Um, doesn't really affect him, but um, yeah. Boss, do you smell that? <laughs> you hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fear. And we'll be back to you in a second. Um, as the tavern, lively, except upstairs where the woman lays in bed, there is this spirit to the place. This is the epicenter of Dasundi. This of this small village, this is the space that brings life. However, it's not the only place. Because down the street, as the sun navigates its way across the sky, an elf gracefully weaves her way through the mounds of treasure, seeking what others define as junk at the bazaar. And I would like... Francesca to describe your character. <clears throat> All right. Um, so my character is about 
16 years old. She looks pretty young. Um, she's got really pale skin um, that it, it's more like porcelain. It's kind of, she looks like almost doll-like. She's got an extremely slim build. She's very, she's quite tall, but um, she looks just like she would blow over in a breeze. Um, but she does, um, and she, she has, uh, her clothes are kind of like, it looks like she's been living kind of tough for some time. She's got a lot of like soot and grime, um, clearly been wearing these clothes for a while. And yet she also holds herself with a lot of grace like she has perfect posture she walks like a dancer um so some juxtaposition there um and then she's got bright green eyes she's got a little soot on her nose um again very delicate features her hair is wild it is like most of the way down her back just an insane um well actually is she would she be uh somewhat disguised right now if she's in town you could say a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so I guess you wouldn't see it. Um, <laughs> it's probably under a hood, but she does have... You see, like, a couple of curls coming out of, uh, on one side of her head, this uh, pure snow-white hair um, in these massive curls, and on the other side, bright red. Um, and uh, she's uh, got a rapier at her hip, um, it's not out. She's just sort of walking around and taking her time, trying not to draw too much attention to herself. Um, if you looked closely, you might see a little ghostly hand uh, resting on her shoulder uh, if you looked at it in the right light. Um, and she's got some some uh, kind of straps of uh, things across her, like a lot of leather, also some sort of lace. Uh, so again, even though it's like really quite dirty and like looking pretty old and uh, lots of wear and tear, it's very fine. Um, not anything anyone want, would want to steal because it's so old and gross now, but um, it does look like it once had a lot of finery. Um, yeah. And uh, she is just sort of making her way through uh, the bazaar slipping between um, the stalls and uh, kind of just she has her bright green eyes are looking out for uh, anything shiny or useful Nim roll a perception check oh lord <sighs> okay mm, mm -mm. eight <laughs> Okay. 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 Um, you right. are sifting through a, a, a pile that others may avoid, um, but you approach and immediately just begin sifting curiosity, and you find a wind-up bird. But the wind-up bird cannot wind, and it's missing a wing. And in the belly of the bird looks to be a slot for a key. Uh, I want to rummage around and see if I can find the key and or the wing in the rest of this pile. As you rummage, to no avail. Mm. But as you're rummaging, you hear a voice. My darling, what are, are you looking for by chance? Oh, um... <laughs> uh, thank you so much for asking. I'm, I'm really fine. I'm just looking for little... Things to keep my hands busy. Do you look towards the voice or do you speak and continue searching? 
Um, I think I glance over in a way that seems very polite, but I don't actually turn around and like commence conversation. In your quick glance, you would notice an individual with sharp features, skin darker as though graced by the sun in a consistent way, adorned with high fashion, rings and jewels, and the thing that catches your eye the most are eyes of solid gold. And this individual just continues to stand there. I'm sorry, is this is this your shop? I didn't mean to be rude. Oh, no, no, not rude. It, it, it is all mine, to be very honest. And he just kind of waves his arms at the entire marketplace. Uh, as though the entire marketplace does belong to this individual. Oh, of course, of course. Oh, forgive me, I, I had no idea. It's so nice to meet you. I'm here every day, practically. Have you found anything worth keeping? Oh, plenty. You've got a real good eye for folks who know what's up. Wait, that's so, that's so funny. I, uh... Do you, do you mind? And he looks at the bird you have in your hand. Mm. <laughs> It'll be but only a moment, I assure you. <laughs> of course. You I notice that as you hold, he doesn't bird. take it from you. He just mm -hmm. reaches down and touches a finger. And you notice a wing, a mechanical wing, sprout from where it was missing. <gasps> and you notice that the wings... But the key is still missing. But you notice the wings. And he looks at you. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have a, a knack for things that are not glorious to become glorious. As that. Can I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I do an insight check? Because that. I'm like looking around to see if anyone noticed that he just fucking did that. Yeah, roll, 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 roll. roll. <laughs> uh, okay, insight 11. You, you don't care. People seem to just meander as though, but, but you can jot this down as though it seems like this might be normal. That this is, that this is like not surprising if someone was to catch a glimpse of him do this with the bird. That this how, would not be surprising. How did you do that? Oh, 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 that little trick. You see, it's, it's really nothing fascinating. I think... I think I just learned to find the beauty where it isn't and it makes things beautiful again. You know, I, I try to teach my daughter, Prashanti, I try to teach her all of the... I, I try to teach her all about the beauty in the world, regardless of whether it works or not. Jared's having a moment. I don't know. <laughs> you know, after <sighs> all... Beauty comes from simply making a deal. And he just smiles. Hmm. I would love to see more beautiful things in this world. Wouldn't you? I would. Uh, but hey, I, I, I won't take up your time. Uh, my name, so that we may once again have a conversation, uh, Mintash DeFiro. I am the proprietor of this and many other marketplaces within Cormium. As he says that, he touches his own heart. And I am privileged to have interacted with you. I do hope we cross paths again. 
Mr. DeFiro, it the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for taking the time today. May I give you a tip as you explore? I love tips. Careful with the things you pick up. Some who own shops here are less caring and delicate with customers as others. And I would hate to see you lose a hand, my darling. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Thank you, though. I want you to make a perception check as he walks away. All right. Which of my dice are going to be nice to me? <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> perception? Uh, 21. As this individual departs, you notice that everyone in the marketplace looks. Um, everyone. The customers, the shop owners. He has this grace to his walk. His, uh, I want to make sure I give you the right information. Correct? His right hand seems to drop down by his side, and you notice it is solid gold. The entire hand. As though the words he just said to you might be coming from a truer place. And you see as he walks down the center of the street, people look at him. One of the shop owners waves, to which he looks over, acknowledges but does not return the wave, and continues walking. What do you do? Um, is, is he still within range of my mage hand? Sure. I'm just curious if he has anything fun. Any, any little trinkets that he wouldn't miss if they just happen to fall off? <laughs> Roll an investigation And of course, check. I, I wait. I wait until yeah. he's... Roll an investigation yeah. check, please. Mm-hmm. Um, 12. It's a little scary you didn't ask me to roll sleight of hand. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You told me his hand was solid gold. You gotta. <laughs> you, your mage hand is able to pull back some of the the robes that drape down. Um, and very quickly the, the hand is able to, and there, it'll be an additional roll if you decide to do something. Um, mm -hmm. but there is a ring of keys on his belt. Ooh. Ooh-wee. Uh, yeah, I want those keys. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, like you to ro I'd like you to roll me a sleight of hand. Mm, I want the keys. <laughs> okay. Oh, nat 20! <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Licky. Lick oh, wait. <laughs> I swear confirm, to God, it's a nat 20. Confirm nat 20. Thank you. So 28. You know, I love the game of d and I really do. But when we play the first session and you break my fucking game. Um, so <laughs> you you get the, the, the mage hand. You put hand, me at this table. The yeah, I know. The mage hand brings the keys over to you. And you notice something. And write this down if you will or not. You notice that each key has a name. Each key has a name on it. And the ring that holds the keys simply has a word engraved in the key ring that says contracts. That's all you notice for this key ring that you currently have in your hand now. I do a little whistle and my mage hand comes right back. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nim, your eyes begin to dart. Mm -hmm. And you catch way off in the distance. In the heart of the marketplace, something that just for some reason your eyes are drawn as though maybe fate whispers in your ear slowly. A hulking figure 
walking through the marketplace with a trunk that just kind of waves slightly. And we'll be back to you in a second. Builder, you walk through the bazaar as you walk through the marketplace following Fez. Okay, okay. Uh, this is going to be great. This is going to be fantastic. You smell like you're truthful, and we are going to make sure that we don't run into Mintosh because that would be a disaster. Uh, and we are going to make sure that we make it all the way to the rising sun. So tell me more about yourself. You're an elephant. You have a wonderful trunk. And begins to sniff you again. Uh, easy mistake. I'm not uh, actually an elephant. I'm an elephant person. Uh, it's a loxodon. Um, and oh, what's that? Oh, that's shiny. Oh, that's a fun trigger. Uh, uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so... Um, I don't know. What else do you need to know? Ooh, mm, mm, do I smell baked goods? Mm, mm, oh, man, there's so much going on. Oh. You feel your trunk get tugged um, as Fez just grabs <gasps> the end of your trunk and pulls it down in front of his face, like talking into your trunk that might make it easier for you to understand. Stop smelling things. We don't have time for snacks. And let's go of your trunk and begins to continue to walk. Okay, okay, I'm done. <laughs> when his trunk like turns to the right and just keeps sniffing and like just going everywhere while he's... Uh, following Fez and trying to trying to keep on track. Okay, I'll be honest. Wendy can be a lot. So when we meet her, you just have to be respectful, say your pleases and your thank yous and your yes man and don't call her a bitch. You might be tempted. I promise, not a good idea. Um, so your friend, uh, we have to whisper about this because if people hear us, we may go into the J-L-E-L-E. We don't want to go into the J-A-L-E. Um, so, There's a giant. Um, the jail learn how to spell oh so, okay okay um why is is this friend of yours important or just give me I a little would, bit more i would say they're that. very important to very me. important like on a scale of like one to two uh let's see uh so like i'm sure you have parents i have parents and then there was me and then uh pearl is next the only other person i know other than my family so and I don't know where my family is, so I would say probably the only person I know in this world right now is just off in a cart rolling in somewhere, and I don't know where they're going. Fez has stopped so like, speaking and just staring at you. So like an eight? We're going to get your friend back. I believe it. I want you to roll an insight check. Eesh. Oh, uh, 13. There is little confidence in the statement that was just made by Fez, but Fez made it anyway. Um, <laughs> Builder definitely looks like deep in Fez's eyes and goes, don't you worry, we will find them. Mm -hmm. And just kind of like pats you on that part of your face that the trunk meets and just, you're a good elephant person. Um, and oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And turns around um, and begins to... Um, walk and then grabs your trunk and pulls you to the side yeah. in, be in between some stands. The stand on your left is uh, an older woman's skin does not fit on her face anymore. The turnips. That's her thing. Turnips. Um, there's just an older woman with turnips. Um, loves them. Endearing to them. She names her turnips. Um, and to your right is uh, an, uh, a, a middle-aged man whose facial hair is a lot of different colors, like too much. Um, and he seems to sell maybe what might be perfumes, but your trunk gets pulled away, so you're not quite sure. Um, and as you're nestled in this space in between, Fez just goes, You're going to stop grabbing my trunk. <laughs> holding a finger up to quiet you down, uh, you see a gentleman 
that seems to have garnered lots of attention by the reality of the clothing uh, seem to make his way through the bazaar. Shh. That's Mintosh. How does he smell? <laughs> Roll a perception check. Yes. Uh, 15. Your nose does a weird thing because he smells like lots of people at the same time, which is really confusing. Like you get a hint of uh, of, of uh, like a motherly tone. You get that smell of what a mother may smell like, and you get you get that the, the granny who would st- tell you stories. There's all of these different smells that kind of bombard your nose as Mintosh walks by. Mm-hmm. He is not a very friendly man. We'll wait here for a second. Whatever you say. What are you thinking, Builder? As you are crunched with this very hedgehog-like looking individual who has high energy and speaks rapidly, what's going through your mind right now? Uh, I think Builder has kind of an internal monologue going on. I think he definitely hears his own thoughts in his head and he's like, well, well, today I thought it was going really bad and Pearl's gone, but I'm pretty confident we can find Pearl, so that's not a huge deal. But then I meet this really great little hedgehog-looking guy named Fez, and he seems wonderful, and we're going to this bazaar, and there's all these shiny things and wonderful smells, and everything's coming up, Builder. As Mintosh passes... Okay. We're going to make our way to the rising sun. There might be performance happening in there. We're going to go in, and we're going to meet Wendy, and we're going to get ready and we're do you have you no other friends there's no one else that can help with this we might have to get some people because i'm not sure just you me and wendy can like stop a cart that belongs to cormium i mean i have me the trunk and this big old sword here but nope mm-hmm. yeah that that would still all be one person yes um okay oh, i guess um, you're right um uh, builder follow me and just kind of like okay. scurry, scurries out from that middle space that you've been cramped in. Um, Cal, you know you don't have to sit here and watch me die, right? I can leave if you'd like. I, I one, one, one more thing. She sits up and you hear like the lungs just stretch to their capacity. And as she sits up, she points to a table behind you. A small table, rickety. One leg is uneven from the others. And you see that there's a sketch pad on the table. Will you? And she reaches a hand as though she's asking for it. He will reluctantly grab it and hand it to her. She opens the sketch pad, and from the bedside table, she pulls out what looks to be a, 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 like a graphite pen. And she opens to a clean page, and she goes, Tell me your fondest memory. And she just looks down at the notebook. I think Cal would pause for a very long time. I'm not sure what you mean. Well, you don't seem like one that smiles much, so maybe we started a baseline. When was the last time you smiled? Smiling. I'm assuming you mean a certain expression that you are correct I don't use frequently. I guess if you interpret 
smiling as happiness. The last time I was happy was when I was given permission to leave the monastery. Perfect. And she begins sketching. You see these long strokes that she makes with her hands. You see these chips of the pencil kind of come off the page. She, at different areas of the, her art, she blows on the dust that kind of uh, escapes the page. Uh, at one point, she turns her notebook a completely different direction and continues drawing. Um, she squints and she looks and she licks the tip of her fingers and smudges a section of the drawing. And she says, that's a good memory. I wanted you to have this. And she rips the sketch from her notebook and she hands it to you. What does it look like? On the sketch is an image of you sitting by this old woman's bed. And she lays in the bed, in the image. And you see that there are words that ascend from the figure's body from the bed. And the words say, it's okay to smile. And that image is currently in your hands. I think he'll take a second to look at it. Um, but then he will put it back onto her bed. And he will say, I appreciate it, but I have no need for this. Lucille looks at you. You can go now. You have what you need. May the ferryman keep you. Perfect. <laughs> Cal gets up and goes. <laughs> um, Cal, as you open the door, the silence that is behind you is quickly drowned out by the noise in front of you. In front of you is a slight hallway that leads to a banister that overlooks the Rising Sun Tavern. You see that people are drinking. Um, you see um, that conversation is bustling. There is laughter. There's dancing. There is some kissing happening in one corner of the tavern. Uh, and you also notice as you look towards the entrance, uh, a figure coupled with another that looked to be of Cormium's status. What do you do? I feel like you wouldn't care so much about that. Do they look to be like in a need of assistance in any type of way? Um, not particularly. They look to know their purpose uh, and seem to be kind of like looking around. They're definitely taking in the entire space. I think, I think I'll go up to them and I will, uh, does one of them look to be like in more of a state of authority than the other? There's an absolute distinction of which one's more in charge. Okay, I will go to that one. Great. You approach you approach Ross's character. Okay. Um, so at this point, uh, Ross, you see just a cloaked man hood up. Uh, he has some like baubles on his belt and stuff with a a mask of like uh, just a normal generic human mask, but like with no distinguishing features on it. And he uh, flashes a, a symbol. It is the symbol of the ferryman's relict. Uh, to you. And he says, Hello. I'm of the Ferryman's Relict. You seem to be of some authority of these parts. Do you know of any assistance that might be required? Uh, is that a common symbol? Like, would I, as part of the Cormian militia, know that, yeah, you, that you, symbol? You would know that, you'd know that symbol. Not necessarily because um, of Cormium, 
but you would know that sy symbol because of maybe a religious connection. Okay. Um, is there any kind of like, what is the relationship between the two, I guess? Would that be a common thing for like them asking to help in any situation? Oh, I mean, it wouldn't be common to like see that, that symbol to begin with. So okay. that okay. wouldn't be a common relic to see within Cormium, um, at least with the work you've done. Okay, cool. Um, he looks to you and, and just interesting. It's been some time since I've seen this and definitely not here in my line of work. Believe me and my comrade can take care of our business here. And he looks and he kind of like put, shakes his head at um, the person behind him. Um, but um, you are more than welcome to stick around in case things get out of hand. And when he says out of hand, you can see that he's not in the intention. There's no intention for it to get out of hand. Callum will just kind of and there, I was like, he's staring at you, but you can't see his facial expressions. Mm -hmm. um, he just says, "It appears that you don't actually require any of my assistance, so you know where to find me. I'm around. Thank you." Walk away. I think the uh, as soon as he starts to walk away, um, I think he like Shale will turn to follow, uh, turn to watch him like leave and like that his, his attention is now fully on this um, person he wouldn't have thought he would have met here and seeing where they go. Reese, do you leave or enter deeper into the tavern? Um, if I don't see anyone in like dire need of anything I can do to help them, I will leave. Okay. Cal begins to approach the door. While that's happening, on the stage, it has been rearranged to be more of a gymnastics-style performance. There are bars and ropes and beams all entangled in some sort of pattern, while a female human with red hair to match her eyes performs before you. Her performance is captivating, causing the room to hush as she begins. All heads kind of turn to the stage as she demonstrates pure strength, as she highlights her agility. There is a quiet that falls. Backstage, Hope, what are you doing? I think that away from the prying eyes, she will snap her fingers and her appearance will melt from this girl who is more innocent looking, like a farmer character, to a woman in her... Um, like, you can't tell exactly what her age is, but you would say that she's in her mid-twenties, maybe late-twenties. Um, long hair, blonde, 
red eyes, um, and very eye-catching clothes. Um, you can tell by just looking at a person, by their clothing, what they do. Like, a swordsman would have a sword, and a farmer would wear a farmer boots. Um, Hope wears clothes that harvest attention and brandishes like a sword of her own. So, um, backstage she would like, you know, adjust her hair and um, start heading outside to get some monies. Okay, okay. Um, as you approach the stage exit door at the back of the Rising Sun Tavern, you hear Esme as you approach that door. You know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it to me. Ross, roll me a perception check. God damn it. Uh, seven. Okay. <laughs> you notice the door open towards the front part of the tavern, mm-hmm. revealing a figure, pretty, who exits from that door and is adorned to catch attention. She, she has. Your eyes travel to the stage, and just, just barely, you can see through the curtain an angle of a figure that matches a drawing you have. Okay, and I've caught even the slightest bit of it. Even the slight, a a figure that you can see um, at the edge of the curtain, she seems to have a clipboard in her hands, and she seems to be clipping it, like clicking it. Uh, and you you catch it, and acknowledge that it might match something. I uh, I'd like to take that um, drawing out. Um, do I have it, or does my uh, partner have it? Your partner would have it. Um, I turn and I like flick his shoulder with oh. my hand. God, give me the paper. I need the paper. The, the paper. The pa- what? Pa- oh, the paper. And he yes, the paper. Like, what are you talking he, about? He the paper. Like, we only have one paper. <laughs> go through his pockets and pulls out the paper and hands it to you. Uh, yeah, I look at the uh, look at the paper and like read it basically. Um, yes, the paper in short is asking for the capture of this female individual. Does it specify the nature of the reason why the capture is needed? It just says to bring Esme Mavrask to the capital. Okay. Um, Is there, I think the one last thing that he looks for uh, and like fingers crossed is there, is there like a specification on how that should be accomplished there is writing that states preferred living but if unable dispose of entirely okay um as this you know big figure clearly you know on like knowing his purpose here uh, and found the purpose um i think he will I think he would not like to disturb the crowd, but isn't necessarily like trying to sneak. Um, I would like to find a way to the woman without trying to garner her attention. 
Okay. Uh, Does that make you, sense? Yeah. As you begin okay. to like look around the space, the individual next to you who's with you, boss, I, 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 I really, I need, I need to kill something. Um, I, I, I don't know, like, a, like a, a bug or a drink. I just, I really, I really, I really, I really just, you know, you got the urge. We do not kill unless it is specified. But what if this they is do not magic? specified? What if they do magic? We do not kill unless it is specified. Okay. Uh, and you notice the veins that just kind of like ripple in the neck. Uh, I do have a passive of 20. So I was wondering if this uh, has been going on as I was leaving or have I gone already? Did I notice his change of like, oh, crap, oh, now I'm going this way? Um, With your passive, I would say as you place your hand on the door handle to leave the rising sun, your ear pricks up as you pick up some things. Okay. Uh, if I if I feel like something's happening, especially after what he said, if so, like if something were happen, we might need you, and I noticed that particular person decided to dart somewhere, I'm going to follow that person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you turn to re-enter, and we'll be back. Um, Pearl. Okay. Um, so some information gathering. Is there one person or two per- people driving this car? You can't tell. Can't tell. Okay. Closed off completely. Okay. Um, are there any words? That, are they using um, verbal commands for the horses? They are not. They're not. Okay. And there's no one in the back with us. It's just the two of us. Yeah. Just the two of you. Okay. And it's solid... All the way, all four walls, solid wood. Any bars or all four walls, solid wood, except for a tiny window on the door. She just Pearl just saw. Uh, they just saw the dandelion tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's some pretty impressive ink. I do. Did it hurt? The pain is worth it. I don't know if I could do it. I have a lot of piercings, but. I don't know. Why do you get the piercings? Culturally? It's just kind of what we did at home. Why are you in Cormium? (sighs) We came to kind of help my friend figure out where... uh, Get any leads on where his parents might have gone to. But, uh, yeah, not my favorite place to be. I don't really like spending time inside the walls if I don't have to. So, not not from here. Makes sense. Nor am I. So, what are you doing here? Yeah, what, what, I told you why I got arrested. What, what brought you here? I anger people. Intentionally? My actions are frowned upon. Do you like streak through the streets? Like what? What actions? No, <laughs> I, I stay clothed. Um, okay. I wishful thinking. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't believe in what Cormium stands for. Preach. So have you? You've said actions multiple. Have you been here before? Like in this predicament? 
that we find ourselves in. Yeah, I've been arrested before. So it's possible to get out. Because I know people and I'm hoping that I still know this person. Because if not, we're both dead. Well, that's so positive and uplifting. I am so glad that you're with me on this journey. I don't mean to be pessimistic. I think I look for realism. You don't know much about this place, do you? I mean, no, not really. My family kind of just, there's some sort of like a deal. So we never really had to do too much with, with Cormium. We were kind of left alone um, as long as, yeah, as long as we play by the rules. I don't like rules. Good. <laughs> Literally the life I live, if only you knew. And she can't help but laugh at her own joke. Now, I need you to listen to me very carefully. What chance does your friend have of rescuing you? Is this a capable individual? Physically? A hundred percent. Um, I don't... I just think of him as very childlike, which is not a bad thing. It's kept me more positive than I usually am. But if he's able to find us, he would be able to help. Definitely, it's just the finding part. I could use your help. What's in it for me? Here's he, um, you said you needed coin. Coin's helpful, yeah. So here, and as she says, so here, she stops. And you notice it before she does. The tattoo of the dandelion seems to glow slightly. And then the glow dissipates. And she looks down at her arm and looks at you. Oh, shit. And she looks at you. Okay, do me a favor. And please don't die. Jared, roll me a constitution saving throw. What the fuck? Excuse my French. Um, con saving throw. Uh, 12. As soon as she says, do not die, your entire world spins as the cart crumples to the side. Your world begins to go dark. And we'll come back to you in a second. Builder. Oh, yes. You follow Fez um, and so many different aspects of this marketplace seem to draw your attention, right? Um, there are smells and there are sights and there are all these different things that kind of, you know, draw some interest or attention of yours. Um, and as you proceed to follow... Uh, as Fez makes his way through the marketplace, Nim, this larger individual with a smaller by his side seemed to approach you. You're unsure why, but something is drawing your attention to them. Are they, they're walking towards me? They're walking towards you. You kind of like are angled, like it's your side they're walking towards because you were like looking at the pile of stuff. Um, and there's just, there's something. Do they look like they've noticed me? No. Nope. Okay, I've noticed them. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I've got nothing else to do. I'll, I'll try to, I mean, if, if I can make a stealth roll to try and just like slip around and start following them. As you do that, you turn, with my guts. You, you turn to move and things get real heavy. Things just get a little blurry for a second and you like stumble forward for a second and stop yourself. You just wait. You kind of catch yourself. And you look over at the Loxagon again, again. And there's a flash. You're pulled. And you just see a silhouette of a Loxodon. And then you're back in the spot you're in. I'm now backing away. You take a step back. You overhear the conversation as they approach you. Okay, okay. Any other questions as we approach the rising sun? Uh, yeah, did that guy have a golden arm? A, a, gold, a golden hand? What? What? Hello? Hello? Where have you been? Where have you been this whole time? Right, a right golden here? hand. Oh, oh boy, this hand. is going to be a long day. We're going to get nowhere. <clears throat> I mean, we're here. We've gotten somewhere. Why am I talking to you? He begin, Des begins to look around like, why is this my life? Because um, I'm an expert conversationalist. <laughs> so I've been told. Um, by right, my mom's. Cause... Chandler, I'm so obsessed with him. Oh my god. <laughs> Me too. As, Perfect! As, as you're walking, Fez stops in his tracks. Wait. Wait. Waiting. To... <laughs> To make this work, we're going to need help. We, 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 we can't do this alone. Wendy's not going to be enough. And if I show up with just you and tell Wendy what your plan is, she's not going to be happy. So we, we, need, we need others. We need, we need, we need more. So um, and Fez begins to look around and looks over to Nim. Nim. Yeah, I've been staring at them. Can I do an insight check? <laughs> and, and as Fez looks over, you guys make eye contact. And go ahead. Like, Gro- roll yeah. insight. Fez, uh, yeah. as it's happening, Builder, you just get a tap on, like, your knee. At the height that Fez is at, you're just getting, like, a tap-tap. Um, Nim, what'd you roll? 15. A 15. What are you trying to insight? I'm trying to see if I know this Loxodon when, like, why I would have, like, I'm, I'm kind of like, am, am I under a spell? Like, I'm like kind of checking, like, patting myself down, making sure I'm okay, but also like watching him and being like, do I know him? How, what is, what was that? You don't know this Loxodon, but there's something in your chest that pulls you to say you need to know this Loxodon. And it doesn't. I'm getting no like magic. Like I'm not under. I'm not been charmed. I'm not under any, any kind of spell. This is this is coming from me. This is coming from you. Okay. Cool. Is the tapping on Builder's knee from Fez? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fez, <laughs> Fez is tapping you, and Fez so goes. Funny. Fez goes. Talk to that one. Talk to that one. She's looking at us. Talk to that one. Does it seem like it's like a an eager type of tapping, or can Builder? tell that he's like a little nervous because uh, it seems like an eager it seems like go talk to that one. get 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 go get her get get her uh yeah so builder will like use his trunk to kind of gently pull fez back behind him a little bit almost in a protective way because he i mean so we saw them kind of like stop and everyone like the tension in there 
So he gets down to one knee, uses his trunk to kind of guide Fez back behind him a bit. And just says, well, hello there, little one. My name's Builder. Uh, what what can I call you? Oh, um, <laughs> hello. Um, sorry, I, I just I thought I knew you. <laughs> My mistake. Um, well, now you do. You are, oh, um, I'm all right. Um, Builder. <laughs> Nim is like, Builder. like as, really battling with As himself. you look at Nim, and Nim is clearly ad-libbing <laughs> and just like <laughs> trying to just make words happen, um, you have to catch your breath. And as you look at Nim, a tear forms in your eye. I think, Do I notice that? Sorry. No. So I think Builder's kind of like, if his, his left knee is upright knee on the ground, I think it's like he kind of falls to his right fist and... Uh, comes back up and just kind of confused feels the tear and is like hmm was that you uh, no I, I didn't do anything um what what where are you going um well somewhere around uh there whereabouts and he just like turns and like points in the direction no 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 no, no, no that that's that's not uh, hi i'm i'm fez I'm just kind of nudging the big elephant person in this direction. We're not going that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is Fez. Uh, he's in charge for now. Oh, <laughs> hello, Fez. Uh, Chandler, you can have inspiration. First inspiration of the campaign awarded to... This is Fez. He's in charge now. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, and Fez looks at Nim. And Fez kind of gives you a look of, like, I need to tell you something. Hmm. And then, like, goes... Hey, Builder. Yes? Can you grab us some snacks? And points over, and as you look over, there is just a stand overflowing with treats. Ooh, I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) And he just, like, goes and runs and tries to, like, (laughs) hop over stuff and make a direct beeline without crashing into anything. Fez scoots over to Nim. Listen, I don't know you. Fantastic. And just kind of, like, does that to the aesthetic of, like, the mess. (laughs) Like, just, like, the you're, you're well put together, but, like, not shiny i i kind of like rub my like back of my hand across my face i'm just like thanks what and fez goes listen i have very quick i only have a little bit of time he's getting snacks it's going to happen quickly um we i I need your help uh i want to help this loxodon his friend taken by cormium and when they when fez says that you are like oh shit like it like hits you like a ton of bricks when you hear that sta- that sentence. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm the person to help you. Uh, at this point, anyone really? I'm ready. I'm ready to take that person. And he points to the turnip lady, um, who is trying to. Oh, you should. Um, she's quite good. She's trying to hold up the skin on her face. Um, and it's not quite working. Um, no, she's 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 lovely. You should uh, you should talk to her for sure. <laughs> Please. Just until we get the friend out of the cart, and then you can be on your way. I, 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 we just, and at that, you just see Builder like turning around, coming over with snacks. Um, please. Look, you're lucky. Your friend caught my attention. I'll tell you who started the fire. I grab him by his little <laughs> clothes, <laughs> and I say, "What?" I'll, I'll tell you who started the fire. I'll tell you, just, just help. I let him go, and because I, I think. Um, Builder's coming back at that point. I let him and go. And then Builder but I'm walks like over. Builder, will you, just, will you describe your snacks, please? 
Uh, yeah, Builders, he's got like his both of his arms out in front of him, almost like when you're trying to carry too many groceries at once. And there's a bunch of just like pastries or like jerkies or whatever kind of food you would find at a bazaar, a weird assortment, um, all piled in his arms. And then he also has one of like, the snacks is actually moving. You're not sure why. Continue. Right, perfect. And then he also <laughs> has like a basket with some extra stuff like hanging from his trunk. Like he's got all three appendages to carry stuff Jared. running. Did Builder pay for these snacks? <laughs> Builder, yes. Yes, he did. He did. So oh he, he runs back over and he's like, well, I didn't know what, what your preference was, so I got, well, just two of you, so I got two of everything. Uh, the, uh, Builder, thank you. Um, Nim has... I'll help you out. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, helping me carry this? I might need to put some of this down. I take one tiny snack from the pile <laughs> and I just delicately start eating it. It's, like, mm, it's quite good. Thank you. Uh, Builder, I think we're going to have more friends, so carry those. Uh, you have a bag at least? Okay, let's go. And, <laughs> and Fez just begins walking along. I walk briskly behind him. I'm not about to let that little shit out of my sight. Uh. <laughs> that little guy out of my sight. <laughs> Well, I'm not leaving these behind. I'm out of gold now, so this will be my rations for the week. <laughs> as you're walking with all your snacks, hope we're coming to you. Now, at Nim, as you're walking next to Fez and Builder, you see the rising sun is in front of you at the end of this path. Like, you are walking towards the tavern. Um, and Hope, you are now mingling in the tavern. Talk me through this. What's your experience like? What are you doing, Hope? So she, before going into the crowd, she like readjusts her boobs. So they're like, really? You <laughs> 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 know, just does something like that. Uh, she's wearing like a holder top with a nice boob window. She has like a bucket with a uh, little Wings logo on it. And she just like, she does her magic. She just goes like, in a crowd and just makes eyes at everyone. Men, Roll women, me everyone. <laughs> Roll me a perception check. Uh, perception. Ten. Ten. You notice that there's a one individual um, who seems to have caught your attention. I mean, a, a, a lot of them have. Um, but a lot of individuals are like, who is that? Um, but this one in particular one more so because this person looks to have a presence. Their regal clothing, white hair, kind of like slicked back slightly, chiseled features, looks over at you. He sits at one of the forefront tables in the rising sun. Uh, I think she will like clock him from the, you know, from the corner of her eye. Just like, hmm. Look him up and down. Money, y yes, no, yes. <laughs> yes, you get a vibe of money. And then she will start sauntering towards this man, you know, with some hip in the action, um, <laughs> trying to, um, you know, he, is he looking at her right now? He is. Um, as you begin to approach, you are distracted because you're looking at this individual and Shale, who is intently focused on a task bumps into you hope uh excuse you 
And Shuvel. This large, this larger Goliath. It just uh, bumps into you because the, uh, clear, looking around, uh, looking for certain space uh, directions and spaces, you were looking at this gentleman at the table, and you just bump into each other. You're excused. And he continues to walk in the direction he was at. So, per, uh, hope as 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 you walk, you hear that as this individual walks away, you notice this individual is walking towards the door from which you exited. Just looking at him, can I tell that? This is individual, like, from military that we usually don't see in a tavern. Yes. And that causes you to break out into a cold sweat. I think that she will quickly look around and try to see if she can see Gavik anywhere. Not at the moment. Okay. So then second person she would go to would be Esma. Esma is standing in the... Like, you look to where Esma usually stands. She's standing there. Did she clock this person? Nope. Can I make... She is so focused on the gymnastic performance <laughs> and she's making notes. Can I stare at her <laughs> and make some kind of check to make her try to feel my stare? <laughs> is that a thing? Roll me, <laughs> roll me a performance check. Uh, 14. 14. Um, how do you want to try to get her attention? I'm going to stare at her. Literally stare at her and message out to telepathy vibe checks. <laughs> like, you know, when you stare at people, they kind of feel it. So that's what she was <laughs> after, trying to do. After a few moments of you staring, she looks <clears throat> over towards you. And the curtain kind of like peripherates her view. But she looks over you and like leans forward a little bit as she's looking. As you make eye contact, Shale, what are you doing? Uh, I'm continuing towards that door. Okay. Yeah, I'm continuing towards the door. Great. As you continue towards the door, the person next to you, well, I'm going to smash the door down. That's not necessary, like I okay, said. Okay, but we could smash it down instead of Listen, if you're, if Make you're an just entrance, gonna, boss. If you're just going to make this harder on me, I'm not going to bring you to these. I can usually handle this myself, but you're lucky I brought you today. I'm sorry. Thank you. Your apology is accepted. <laughs> Let's go. You begin to approach that door. Hope. Would I have heard that, what they're saying? No, no. You, they're, they're, there's a distance enough away from you that they're making it towards the door. You make eye contact with Esma. What do you want to do? I will do, like, look at me, and then I will look into the direction of the people, of the Goliath. She does, and then she looks at you and, like, shrugs, like, and? <laughs> um, I get, I get a sense that they're up to no good, right? Like the people are like uneasy. You get a sense that they're they're definitely up to official business. And they're going backstage. They're going towards the door that would lead backstage. Okay. As you look over. You've like made eye contact with your with Esme. You like look over. You're like trying to decide what to say. As that is happening, the doors of the tavern open, and you hear, "Hey, it's Fez." 
And as you hear that, and as you hear that, you and people in the crowd begin to turn. And that was someone that was sitting at the bar. And you look over at the door in this like hedgehog aesthetic looking individual, uh, a larger elephant like being, um, and then a smaller female, um, in comparison to the elephant, um, like enter together. Uh, yeah, um, enter together. Um, and because they enter together, people begin standing up and moving and they get in the way of shale. So shale, as you make these people begin to get up in your way and begin to get in your way, hope you begin to get jostled by people. It's as though someone that's like important just walked in. Um, and like people begin to tossle and move. Um, builder, what do you say as you enter? You heard him. It's bad. <laughs> do these people all know you, man? <laughs> Everyone's like moving and getting out of your way. Are you important? I mean, um, you're important to me already, but... Fe Fez looks at you. No, stop. Play it cool. Play it cool. I, I don't want to draw attention. And you see people come over and they start handing drinks. Like, start bringing over drinks to, uh, to Fez. And Shale, this would be your chance. Yeah, I'm going to go through the door. Okay. Hope. Yeah. You all these this hustle and bustle that's happening around you, and you kind of get your bearings, and you see as Shale has now made it to that door. What do you do? She will quickly look back at the fancy gentleman that she was trying to go up to. Still assuming that he is looking at her, she will just uh, make a little like, "Excuse me, I have to go." <laughs> type of situation. <laughs> And then quickly try to navigate the crowd to follow Shale. Okay. Shale, as you approach the door and place your hand on it, it is, uh, it is unlocked. You go in? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, um, like, like I belong there. Absolutely. <laughs> like I just open. Uh, yeah. Shale opens the door and goes in. Cal. What are you doing as you watch all of this unfold in the tavern? Um, I think Cal would kind of hang back and, like, kind of hide amongst the crowd. I don't want to get on top of them. I just want to be there in case something happens. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of, like, standing by. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fez taps Builder again on the leg. Uh, just just <laughs> smacks his leg. Um, all right. We got to go find Wendy. We got to go find Wendy. Uh, yeah. Uh, has anyone seen Wendy? No. Uh, also, who wants some snacks? Not how we do things, Builder. <laughs> and you see people begin to look around. Um, and up on the balcony, you hear, was someone asking for Wendy? Um. And then everyone <laughs> looks up. And as everyone looks up, silence. And you look up. At a female, tight article of clothing, collar popped beneath it. Looks to be a weapon holstered on her back. White hair cut short. Looks down at everyone below. The crowd all looks up. I'll ask one more time. Was someone asking for Wendy? Builder looks down to Fez and then looks back up and goes very proudly, Nope. No <laughs> one was. <laughs> Nope. And um, then he like winks at Fez and nudges him a bit. <clears throat> she, she places her hand on the balcony, uh, looks down at Fez. Fez is like, oh shit. And she puts her hands in the balcony and, and leaps, side leaps over the balcony, does a half flip, lands in like a crouch and looks around the room at everyone and like looks around the room 
as soon as she lands on the lower level of the tavern, people begin to go about their business. People are now taking their drinks and going back to their seats. Like the excitement of seeing Fez come in begins to dissipate as like things begin to separate. Um, and Wendy approaches. Who are you looking at Builder? Builder sticks his hand out for like a handshake and goes, I'm Builder Sand. And who do I have the pleasure of making their acquaintance? You know, uh, who are you? That's what I meant to ask. Who, who are you? But politely. I'm Wendy. Fez, what are you doing? Okay, Wendy, you see, um, this is Builder. Just a nice tap on your leg. Um, that's Nim. Actually, I would love to take this moment to just say that uh, the moment we walked into the bar and someone said, hey, look, it's Fez, I melted into the shadows. I rolled a nat 20 and I took a picture of it because I felt bad, <laughs> but I did get a nat 20. Okay. You and, just... um, I'm like, but I'm staying close by because I, again, like I need to know what's going on, but I, I really can't. Have so Fez goes, and that's ni- Builder. Where'd the other one go? Huh? I thought you were in charge. Um, I have all the snacks. <laughs> oh, uh, my my apologies, Wendy. Would you like a snack? This one, <laughs> this one's moving. <laughs> Wendy just looks at you. One eye twitches, <laughs> and um, she. No, I I'm fine. Fez steps forward. Wendy. We need to help him. His friend was taken by Cormium. And you see her, the li- the jagged lines kind of like narrow in her face. Fez, that friend is already dead then. We know this. Take tasks that we can actually accomplish. No, 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 no. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not so sure. I, I think we, we might have a shot. The wagon just left like a, a, a long time ago, but the wagon just left like we can, we can we can do it like Wendy come on builder gets down on a knee like very low again like he is used, so used to doing and just so sincerely at Wendy cuz he he he's assuming whether he's right or not it's like Wendy if you think that you're not capable of helping with this task I'll let me assure you you seem like the most capable person I've ever met and I think that I think we really could do it. You could just use some optimism. I really believe. Just believe that you can achieve. Wendy has thrown up in her mouth twice at this point. Um, <laughs> and take a snack. Wendy um, just kind of like looks at this Loxodon and goes to say something. And as Wendy goes to say something, behind your group at the stage, Shale, you are on the other side of the performance that's happening on the stage. The person that you need to make contact with is on the other side. She now sees you and you see that she like drops the clipboard and you see that she takes a step back. What do you do? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm making a, I make, at this point, like she's clocked me. The only way, just so you know, is either go through the performance that's happening on stage or to find the way behind it. Your call. And she's clocked me already. And she has clocked you. See, and you see her beginning to back up, and you see she's reaching behind her to like push things out of her way. Like she is beginning to back up, and the person next to you, you can hear him go, "Oh, let's smash her head." So he turns, pushes, like pushes the dude right in the head, and like oh, shoves oh. him away. Yeah, and and just walks across the stage. Absolutely goes. Okay, great. 
Yeah. You just go across the stage. Uh, yeah. Hope, you make your way around the corner as this hulking individual just gets kind of manhandled into you. Like, he just kind of, like, like stumbles into you as you round the corner. Um, what do you do, Hope? I think she will just, like, try to circumnavigate him and say, Get off me, Jesus! What is it with men right now? <laughs> and, um... And I think that she will immediately clock Shale going right through the stage to backstage and any kind of um, uncertainty that this person was going for someone in her group is vanished. She knows that they are in some kind of trouble. This is not the first time that officials have came to them, but not from Cormium specifically. So I think that... Um, she will move it. She will actually will take the bucket, empty it very quickly into her pocket, and just run behind. Okay, you start running. Shell, you are looking forward, and you see that the person that you were trying to interact with just, like, turns and begins to, like, stumble and run. Do you pick up space, space to pursue? Uh, yeah, I absolutely pick okay. up speed. Um, but I want to make sure that... As I'm doing that, I'm not like I'm not just like recklessly going through yeah. the crowd or anything like yeah. that. I'm definitely like purposefully as you yeah. as you are going, she will instinctually yell help uh, as she turns. She's like help, and she will turn and she will run and she pushes through people recklessly. You are doing it in a much more mannered pursuit where you are like you know gently getting people and they're moving because they see who you are. It is the help that Wendy's head swivels and wendy's head like turns and looks at the stage and then turns and looks back and looks at builder you said you have to believe uh yes come with me now and turns and runs towards the stage builder what do you do he snaps his head towards fez really quick go and fez turns and fez, i love you and um fez goes and fez is like let's go and fez looks around and goes, nim nim wherever you are let's go and fez begins to run nim what do you do while you're slinked into the shadows do i s see what happens on the stage mm, roll me a perception check ah uh, six <laughs> no you don't see you you just see I'm the mess just... of tangles of people in front of you oh okay yeah i'll kind of uh dance my way through the crowd to follow them yeah so you um, because you rolled a natural 20 i'll allow you to carry mm -hmm. that with you as you navigate your way through people using their armpits to hide and like using like under their legs and like you are navigating through people so that you aren't seen as you weasel your way through the crowd like a piece of paper cal what do you do because you do see the pursuit across the stage i think once i heard the help i would have like engaged into action and started running toward our toward wherever I think that came from. Great. You would run. You're coming from a different angle, so you would run and have to get up onto the stage. So you would run and have to, like, and push yourself up onto mm -hmm. the stage so that you could round. As you round, you are behind Hope, who is mm -hmm. also pursuing. And then coming from the crowd is this locks in through the people in the crowd. And then you have Wendy, who's, like, like pinballing. And you have Fez, who has given up on running and has just grabbed on to the back of the Loxodon. Um, and so this little hedgehog has just grabbed on as just builders just like through the crowd of people. Shale, you see in front of you is your in the person that you need to have an interaction with. 
slams through the door to get out of the tavern. Over your shoulder, you look and you see that you're now being pursued. You're going at a quick pace. Do you continue to pursue? Do you stop to interact? What do you do? Um, I think that as I'm passing the people that um, Esma has knocked over, I think I slow down just to like lift them off the ground. Like I'm not, I want to make like, I, it's not like a stop and see if they're okay, but it's just like a quick pickup. And that's the only thing that's slowing me down. Right. right. And you're, you're just like, oh, oh. And you're like helping as yes, you're running. As you're I'm like going. helping as you're running. Um, wow. Um, so there, there's this pursuit that's happening. Um, and we're going to pause the pursuit. Pearl, you taste blood. Am I dead yet? You taste blood. There is a lead taste. Your face is wet. You look down. And everything is blotchy. Everything is blurred. As you begin to slightly shift, <gasps> you have to gasp. And as you look down, there's a broken piece of wood jabbed about six inches into your abdomen. It looks like it broke off the bench and just lodged itself in your abdomen. How much health am I at? We're going to talk about health after. Okay. And you find that as you take moments to breathe, it gets harder with every breath. I'm also looking around for um, for Fendra. You notice that Fendra is on the on her side as well, but like pushing off the position that she is in on the cart, like pushing off <coughs> different ways to do this. And you can see that pushing off the the side of the cart and looks over at you. Oh fuck! And she like runs over. Hello, hello, Pearl, Pearl. Look at me. Look at me. Yes, I'm not dead yet. What? Ugh. And she like holds the side of your face and she goes, things are about to get wild. I just need you to trust me. About to get? This is the least of it. And she holds the sides of your face. And as she does, you hear something. And what you hear tightens the nerves around your spine. You feel your whole body tense as you hear this roar that comes from a deep belly. And we'll be back to you in a second. The pursuit that's happening smashes through the door, runs, goes down the alley, followed by Shale. Shale, roll me an athletics check. Uh, 17. Uh, 22. Great. Roll me a strength check. 17. Great. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Jesus. Um, 20. Nat, uh, dirty. Okay. Dirty 20. Okay. You pursue, you actually are able to reach out and you are able to actually almost grab on to the individual that you're trying to pursue. You're almost able to reach out and grab. She turns and smacks you right in the face, Shale. She turns and just smacks. That strength saving throw is your ability to just hold and that like that constitution strength kind of combination was your ability to withstand the effects of being smacked to allow you to continue that pursuit that you're that you have. As you do that, hope you come bustling out of the door behind, followed by Kale. So as Hope rounds the corner, Kale rounds the corner coming out of the door and very quickly behind is Wendy. There is this just whole pursuit behind backstage out this back door of the tavern. Imagine that there's like this theme music playing in the background as pursuit as this pursuit happens. <laughs> <laughs> you 
continue the pursuit around the corner and it bleeds out around the side of the tavern to the front and at this point now people are beginning to come into notice people have exited the front of the rising sun people from the market the bazaar are like actually like kind of having a congregated look or perspective of like what's happening as you guys make your way in front continuing the pursuit as Esme is just like running. She's putting everything she has into continue running. No, 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 not now, not now. As she is continuing to just run. There is this group that's following. There's this pursuit, this as holding on. Um, that Wendy is just agilely, you know, ping-ponging her way. There's this chase that is happening. Crowds begin to follow not as athletically inclined or capable as the group that's making that you guys are doing pursuing and they can they're now making their way behind you to see what's happening running down the dirt road uh, i think as the uh, as i'm running i'm like a, a little out of breath but still able to like make words and sentences a shale just yells you know stop by the decree by the order of her majesty stop and just co is continuing to yell that anybody else on the chase doing anything a little note so hope as she was running out of the door out of the tavern she would have yelled to the performers on the stage they want asthma help easily would have gone with you easily the performers would have turned and run with uh, you. she doesn't stop to like wait for them to react somehow because she knows that she will lose them the moment she stops and then hearing that Cormium wants Esma, I think that she will just yell in shock, Esma, what did you do this time around? And continue. Okay. Anybody else that's in the pursuit? Would I have seen who we're chasing? Yeah, at this point, you would have seen that you're chasing uh, this woman with Some like black. Big soldier. Yeah. The, yeah, the black curly hair is at the front, mm -hmm. and now you're, the, the mm -hmm. Goliath is after. Yeah. Um, I think I hear uh, by order of her majesty and that piques my interest. Um, I think I was considering peeling off and just being like, this was weird. I'm going home. Um, but when, and it's, it's pretty rare to see like military officials in this part of the city anyway. So um, I'm kind of like, what, what is she up to? Um, so I'll continue following, uh, but from a relatively, like, I'm not up in the mix. I'm at a pretty safe distance, kind of like along the sides, ducking out of alleys and stuff. Cal? I think I, after like getting up and also realizing the same thing, this is military business and no one actually is injured. I kind of like slink back also. Like, okay, this has nothing to do with me. I'm just going to wait and see if it does. So do you still pursue or do you stop? Uh, I think once we get to this point, like I'll slow, slow down and kind of like slink into the background and just like, oh, okay. <laughs> not my circus, not my monkeys. Kind of <laughs> so Nim, did you, so you did the same kind of thing that you slinked and stopped or you were still pursuing, but like at a further stance? I would say still pursue, pursuing, but at a further stance. I want to be able to, if he says more about like what, his business is with trying to get this woman. Um, I want to know what it is. Got it. Enemies of my enemies and all that. As you are 
there's this mass that's making their way as me is running being pursued hope is following behind there's this this crowd from Das Undi that is like making their way that some of you might be blended into the people want to know what's happening people want to know what's going on builder as you are in pursuit you see something on the path in the distance you see off the path is a broken cart that looks very familiar down the road which leads you to believe you thought it would have been further away at this point that you're able to, after this running, you're still running, but as you're running, you're able to see it off in the distance, broken cart off to the side. But it's not the cart that catches your interest. It does because you know who might be in it or who is in it. What actually catches your interest is what's towering over the cart. What actually catches your interest is what might have done that to the cart. As you're all pursuing, people begin stopping and falling off because in front of you, towering over that cart, it's a large green dragon that seems to be towering over the cart that lays on its side, crumbled off the side of the road. The dragon, feet clutched in the dirt off the side of the path, rears its head to the side and begins to shake its head and look down at the cart, letting out this audible roar from over the broken cart. All of you see this as you're approaching. Pearl, inside, you hear that roar. And as you hear the roar, Phaendra begins to reach down towards you. I need you to come with me. I need you to come with me. This is how we save your life. Come with me. Can I even stand? Like, am I... It, you would crumple back down. So how big is this piece of wood that's in me? I would say it would, if you look, it would resemble like a baseball bat. And would Pearl even know... Like Jared knows not to move it, but would Pearl know not yes. to not Pearl to take have it enough out? Sense. Yeah, enough <laughs> sense not to remove it. I will allow you to have that knowledge. Great. Fanger's like, I know you don't know me. Just just trust me. I'm gonna get you out of this alive. Trust me. Um, we have more of a conversation to have. Pearl will take out um she will look again. Can I make like a medicine roll? Sure. What are you trying to medicine check? I'm trying to see how successfully I can tourniquet the and stabilize the the piece of wood so that if i moved it wouldn't move roll medicine check not bad uh 15 plus two i think yeah so 17 okay you could you could know of a way that you could turn a kit in such a way that it wouldn't move so i would my bag get 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 the get the disguise kit from my bag and i would have her get me a cloak and wrap it around and then use one of my boomerangs to tighten it so that the wood's not moving as I try to stand. As she's following your instructions and you're working with her to tie it into place, there's the roar happens again. And at this, you also hear clanging of what sounds to be like metal armor that seems to be coming off in the distance. You hear like clanging off in the distance, but it's very faint. You're groggy. You're kind of coming in and out of it as this happens. I will try and put my arm around her shoulder. Great. She reaches underneath. She goes, come with me. I, I, I know I can't ask you to do this, but just trust me for right now. And she goes and she slams her other arm into the door. But, that, but because the cart, I your hands still? are still. Okay. Yeah, but you were able to use your hands and her assistance. The cart, because of the position the cart's in, she's able to slam through the door of the cart because it's already crooked off its hinges because when it fell over. She pulls you out the door. As she's pulling you out the door, she 
pulls you out into like the dirt that's like on the like the dirt and gravel mix that's on the ground and you now for the first time see this beast you now for the first time this thing comes into view as you exit the cart as it's towering over it and she goes this is gonna be crazy trust me this is gonna be crazy trust me and she begins to drag you towards it as you're being like kind of like lifted on the arm and dragged in the ground you see underneath the dragon underneath the dragon cormium guards pursuing from the other side you see cormium guards pursuing from the other side as this thing is in the middle as your head kind of lops to the left you're beginning to go blurry in and out as your head begins to lop to the right you see a different crowd coming from the other side a woman long black hair curly hair pursuing the direction of you being followed by people builder roll me a perception check i'm probably not sniffing from this far away no you're not <laughs> that's a 10 uh builder with a 10 you see a blur off in the distance. You're not sure what it is, but some twinge in the back of your mind is saying continue to run. But you're not sure what the blur is, but the cart plus the blur is convincing you, I need to keep going. As everyone is pursuing Pearl, you feel yourself get lifted and Phaendra attaches you to the side of the dragon begins to attach you to the side of it, like holster you in and buckle the side as you're on the side of like the belly of it. Are the guards within 15 feet of me? No, they're not. They're not in 15 feet yet. Okay. And she begins to hold her and she latches a buckle. Trust me. Trust me. And she begins to latch a buckle. Everyone else that is pursuing, Shale, you are pursuing behind. You see this thing come into view. Does anyone begin to stop their traces, their, their, their pace or their running? The woman that you're pursuing, Shale, seems to keep running towards it. Um, would uh, I see recognize the cart and the Cormium guards as like being you, injured you, and broken? As you recognize of... the cart, and instead of Cormium guards, you just see smears in the dirt. Uh, yeah, if I know the cart is like driven by Cormium guards, I think I would continue forward. Great. Um, yeah, I would continue forward. All right, as you guys are pursuing Builder. You see what's happening to Pearl right now. You now are coming into view of your friend Pearl as she's being fastened. And the uh, Pearl, you're listening. Trust me, it's going to be okay. We're going to get you help. It's going to be okay. We got to go now. We got to go now. Cormium's here and begins to like tighten the straps. Builder, you're approaching. You see this. Nim, from your like blend in the crowd behind, you see this happening. Your eyes continue to just fall back to Fez every so often because you don't want to lose sight of this potential vessel of information. I know that I'm groggy, but can I make out? I mean, Builder is a loxodon. Can I you make can out absolutely Builder? Absolutely, make out Builder. Yes. To clarify, not make out with Builder. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. It's yeah. too far yeah. away. You can see that Builder is approaching you in the distance. I would at Builder. that point, I would start to say no, like very weakly, but I would start to uh, say no to to Fandra. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. No, no. As <laughs> no, 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 no. As people begin, as people begin approaching. Sandra leaps on the leg. Um, Pearl, as you're attached, you begin to like pull at the buckles. You begin to like, like as you're saying no, you begin to pull at the buckles and some of the straps. If she's not listening at that point, I use the pain that I'm in and have her make a con save. Make a con save. And I yell, no! And I, <laughs> I sirens lament her. Okay. Uh, that is an 18. Oh, she saves. So it's okay. just a, it's just a loud, uh, like you yell almost no. thunderous uh, reverberation. Everyone that's running towards, you all hear that no. It is powerful. It ripples through the crowd. As Phaendra begins to climb up the leg of the dragon, the dragon begins to like 
prepare itself to lift. You watch as the dragon begins to position its legs and Pearl's just kind of pulling at the buckles and pulling at the straps and the dragon begins to position itself in a way that it begins to lift. What happens? Because Esme, who you're pursuing, Esme runs and leaps to grab onto this thing as it's beginning to lift up. Shale, you're the first person. What do you do? I think his first th- uh, thought is to look for the people that were driving the um, cart. Okay. Smears and broken pieces in the dirt. Okay. Um, then I'm just going to continue to pursue my, yeah. my target. Yeah. Roll me an athletics check as you leap to pursue. 14. Okay. Uh, you also leap, and uh, Esme is just ahead of you, and she is, like, crawling up, um, and um, you leap and grab onto the side. Directly behind you is Hope. Hope, you see Esme climbing up the side of this monstrosity, using the scales and the spikes in the side of its legs, still being pursued by this Cormium official. You're watching this happen. What do you do? Um, yeah, her mind is flown. Like, Esme, who just sits and makes money knows a dragon and is on it right now like she doesn't know what is happening at all but it's something exciting so while she's running she will curse underneath her breath and then just yell Esme and like reach her hand and try to jump and uh jump on the dragon with her help this thing is being so Esme is higher up on the dragon and being pursued. So she looks down at you, yells at you, yell her name, and she continues to scramble. Um, and she and and Shale is 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 catching. Um, and so she begins to so you leap, roll me an athletics check as this thing is beginning to lift off the ground. Builder, be ready to make your decision next. I rolled natural 20. <laughs> okay, so you run and you leap as you leap. Shale, do me a favor. Roll the strength saving throw because Hope actually leaps and grabs onto you and begins to pull you off as she grabs onto the dragon. Not natural 20. Okay, Hope, you grab onto the back of Shale and like push off him. Shale, you slip a little bit, but hold on. And you hold on as you see this person that you're like, you remember her as she's climbing up past you, up the scales on the side. Builder, Fez is on your back and Fez goes, are we jumping? Are you jumping? Are we going for this? Uh, I think it's time for you to dismount, little guy. And he pulls Fez off. Or he goes, spent all my coin on these snacks. <laughs> Drops them, takes Fez and sets him down. Uh, does one of like those elephant nose trumpets as loud as he can. Picks up the one like snack that he had that was still squirming and moving. He goes, hey there, big guy. Talking to the dragon, getting as close as he can. Looking a bit hungry. Come on, come on. And trying to like tempt the dragon back down to like stall it and maybe get it to come a little bit closer to the ground. This thing is beginning to lift up and begins to like hover down a little bit as you have this moving snack that you're waving in front of it. This thing begins to hover down a little bit and out of, the per- out of your peripheral vision, you see Cormium guards approaching. You see Cormium guards running off from your right and they're like making their way towards this scene. This thing's getting down to a distance. If you wanted to, you could leap forward and grab onto its snout. You could leap forward and like grab onto its na- nose and like begin to climb up that if you decided to. I think at that point, yeah, Builder's like, oh, there's other people coming. Uh, shit, this can't be worse than where we were. <laughs> so he's gonna like toss toss the food up, hoping like the like the dragon snaps, and as it snaps and eats the snack, is just gonna leap up, grab its like maw. 
I gently and try and slide back and go. Okay, so you you like grab on. As you grab on, the way you're holding on to it, if you were to like lean back and look around the side, you can see Pearl still kind of playing with and like this like unconscious daze, kind of like playing with the clips on her. If you look, you're holding on. Nim, from where you're standing, you can actually see Fez goes around to go up, to, like to leap up the back. As this thing's coming off, what do you do, Nim? Um... Your one source of that potential answer is currently climbing up the back. <sighs> Didn't Fez get put down? He did. And then when, oh, when, he's when Sorry, Bilzer he's went to the front, Fez saw Wendy okay. and Fez went to the side to go to, to leap up the back. I'm going to uh, see. I, I think I saw what um, Builder tried to do. And I uh, cast Minor Illusion. I'm happy to roll a stealth roll so that no one sees me do it or a sleight of hand or whatever. But uh, I cast Minor Illusion and I uh, create the image of a um, really plump, plump ass goat. <laughs> right. Plump ass goat. On the ground in front of the in front of the dragon, a super plump goat, just so tasty and just stupid, just clearly not a thought in its head. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> really it's um, just asking to be eaten. Okay, um, the dragon. I want you to roll a perception check. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Fifteen. Roll me an insight. Ooh, nineteen. Okay. You roll a perception as this plump goat just whoop, uh, appears. Um, you, I'm kind of still running. I'm like, I, I'm not sure if I want to like. I'm trying to keep the dragon on the ground. Yeah, I don't want to get. I don't want to yeah. get on the dragon. You see, this thing is lifting, and you see it notices, but your insight can tell you that it has a, it has a, a, a thing it needs to do right now. That dietary sustenance is not its focus. That it, it, it has a thing. It seems to have a mission. Your perception check. You actually know that there. You see markings on the chest of this dragon, and the markings on the chest of this dragon resemble the shape of a dandelion. So you see this thing is beginning to lift, and you it, it acknowledges the goat. You see this thing continuing to lift, Nim. It's getting it's getting high. It's getting up. It's getting off that ground. Uh, and you see that thing is lifting. What do you do? Um, oh God. Builder, like, extends his trunk off the side of the dragon. Hurry up, little one. Oh, take off without I you. I don't like he keeps calling me little. <laughs> he keeps calling me little. <laughs> Nim's, like, so 16. He's just like, oh. Like, <laughs> All right. I will, I will use, yeah, I'll take my last And you're like, going to, and you're going to, are you going to use the trunk or are you going to not use the trunk? I'm going to use the trunk because I, I'm just like, this guy, you like, you like, about this guy. Leap up and grab it like that arm, that cool arm handshake that they do in action movies. Oh, yeah. You like grab the trunk. Yeah, you like grab the trunk and builds like, woo, and like pulls you up and like you, you, you grab onto the edge and this thing begins, the wings, this thing begins to lift. Cal. You see shit. all of this is happening, and the Cormium guards are approaching rapidly. This thing begins to move, and it begins to fly. Cal, it is going in your direction. It's flying away from the Cormium, and it's flying towards you where you're in the mass of people that were just like, I'm waiting until someone needs medical attention. And so you're in that crowd, and this thing is flying towards you, and you can see Pearl. You can actually see. Say, yep, yeah, yeah. You can see Pearl. What do you do? I think after noticing Pearl... <laughs> And noticing what like um, condition they're in, Cal would decide to act 
and I guess hop on the dragon as well. Roll me an acrobatics or athletics check. Let's hope you're not the only player that doesn't make it on the dragon. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I hope. I was about to say, can I do acrobatics? <laughs> athletics is not as good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. 21 as this as this thing is flying over you leap and grab onto like the the talons of the dragon you like grab onto that you like grab onto the talons and hold and climb up and get yourself into like a sitting position on the talons of the dragon as it's going i need every single one of you to roll me a dexterity saving throw as arrows begin to whiz towards the dragon everyone roll me a dexterity saving throw uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go around my i'm gonna go around my screen good around my screen uh, builder that's a 19 for the 19. Uh, Pearl, I need you to roll with advantage. I was going to choose to fail because I don't think Pearl's even speaking. Yes. The only reason I was going to give you advantage is because you're strapped in. But you are going to choose to fail. You actually see an arrow just, it was, and it cuts the side of your cheek. Yeah. The arrow whizzes by your face and cuts the side of your cheek. Um, a hope. 17. 17. Um, oh my God. You guys are all new characters. I'm trying so hard. Um, uh, Nim. One arrow right in your side. You get an arrow right in your ah. side as you're holding onto the trunk, just pierced in the side. You're like, <gasps> you feel it go into the it poke the side of your lung. As it does, you're looking into Builder's face. You're looking into Builder's face, and you have a tear now. Shale, natural twenty. Natural twenty. You have an arrow dart behind you, and you lean in towards the dragon. Cal, thirteen. Thirteen. You, it cuts the back of your calf. You get the back of your calf, an arrow whizzes by and lodges into the belly of the dragon. So an arrow actually hits the dragon. This thing, this thing begins to lift off the ground. People below are like, what is happening? Um, you can hear Fez, what is happening? Um, this thing is like lifting off the ground and beginning to make an ascent. Cormium guards are running behind and Cormium guards are just slinging arrows as this is happening. Phaendra, who's on the front, yells. And hits the like the top of the like to pat this dragon like you know how you sometimes give a big pat to a dog and you just kind of like really give it some love. <laughs> this thing just Fanger just pats the top of the dragon's head and goes, "Get us out of here!" And turns and looks over her shoulder, knowing that some of you are in front of her beneath the jowls of this dragon, knowing that some of you are under the belly, knowing that some of you are behind. She turns and she yells, "Welcome to the resistance!" And that is how we end. Oh our first my session. god. <laughs> As you guys lift on oh. this dragon away from Cormium, some of you clinging to life, some of you not sure if you'll survive. That is how we end session I a, one. I have a punctured lung. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Is, is now this the is time Shale's that we talk about nightmare. health? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> we could talk about We're health. Gonna I, die. I, I could, we could talk about health. Uh, Nim, Nim, you are at half health. You are at half health from your uh, arrow puncture. If I, if, it, if I started at an odd number, would you say it was below half or above half? Below half. Um, so you'll, you'll be at that below half. Pearl, uh, you have one hit point. Ooh. Uh, and Cal, you take... It, 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 it cut your calf. I'll say you take three points of slashing damage. Ooh, I accidentally hit 36. <laughs> um, <laughs> and our session ends with this image of this large green dragon lifting off with this emblem on its chest with the yelling of Phaendra to all these people 
with one of you on this dragon that has a different purpose than everyone else. With one of you climbing up the back of this dragon for a very different reason while you guys were just yelled at, I guess, welcome to the resistance. And that dragon begins to lift. And that's where we'll end. And we'll pick up in two weeks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the first episode of our first campaign, Always Sunny in Cormium. If you liked what you heard, I promise it only gets better from here. You can find our website and social media handles in the show description. So make sure to rate us and follow along for more mayhem. From all of us here at IRNR, stay inspired, and we'll see you in two weeks.